We stumble into hour number two. Punk and the gas band from the Carter Volkswagen studio on this lovely, gorgeous Tuesday. Of course, it is a Guillermo, free Guillermo Tuesday, as we uh, we want desperately to free Guillermo Heredia from Tacoma. Uh, joining us, we do this every single Tuesday at 11 o'clock. It's, it's my highlight of the week. Thanks to John Howie Steak, Brad Adam from Root Sports joins us. John Howie Steak, when nothing but the best will do. And remember, Brad's going to say something enlightening during the during this segment, and we're going to ask you at 12.30, and if you can remember what Brad answered, you're going to win a $50 gift card to uh, John Howie Steak. Uh, Brad, it's an off day for you. Where do, where do we find you on a, on a Tuesday in which it's 70 degrees? You find me, my friend, on the front nine, hole number seven for me today. And and what front nine? It. Where? What golf courses has allowed you to to uh, sully their grounds? Well, well, it, it's an interesting story. I'm here in uh, right in the middle of Bellevue at uh, Glendale Country Club. Ooh, oh, Country Club! I well, see. He's a yeah. big star at Root at Root well, Sports. No, no, munis- no municipal courses for him. No. no well, <laughs> I have no problem with that. Come on, I have no problem. But hey, so what happened is I only play here, you know, for with tournaments and stuff. But mm-hmm. I called and said, "What the heck? I'll try to get on and." And I said I dropped the old, uh, you know, Brad Adam with um, puck and, and gas from this radio show. Is that right? And, and, and they said, absolutely. Will puck and gas be joining you? And, 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 and not today, not no. today. But they, so I've got some cachet from doing this show, guys, and I appreciate that. So I mean, thank how, you. How long, uh, Brad? Brad, how long have you been at Root Sports? Oh my God, man! Um, Two thousand nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, 2000, right when we regionalized. We were Fox Sports now. Yeah, 2000. I'm checking my uh, my wow. voicemail. Once again, another day went by that Brad didn't invite me to play golf. That's 17, 18 years now we've known each other, and never have I been invited That's to true. a country club. We could have called in sick today. Yeah. Wow. Both big, of you? Big shooter. Yeah, sure. They, oh, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't even miss both us. Both of you. They, they would actually oh, okay. prefer if, if we would call in sick. Jackson to just re-rack <laughs> Sounders talk, and we'd do that for a couple hours, and people would good. like that. Uh, so you're through, okay. se- you're through seven holes. Are you playing with anybody of note, or is it like your, your, neighbor, Bre- your, your neighbor Phil or something? <laughs> well, actually, I'm playing with Jim, our, our director for Mariners Telecast. Okay. Kind of an interesting story. He's off this trip as well, because mm-hmm. on last trip, he, too, had no. surgery. Come on. He, he did, did not, not play, play in the he game, did, did he? No, he did not play in the basketball oh, game. He uh, was eating something, broke his crown, <laughs> and so he had to have uh, surgery on the mouth. So things didn't go well, or so he claimed. Boy, He oh got boy. the trip off as what well. What is wrong this with is the – three associated with this team? Three surgery. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, this yeah. is – yeah, it's – it's what an amazing – Story for the but broadcast hey, crew this yeah. year. So you're playing at the Glendale Country Club. You're through seven holes. What, what are we at right now? What's your score to par? Well, I'm probably better than I should be because they're redoing all the traps. So every time you hit in the trap, you just get a free drop. And I, I just throw mine on the green. Oh, so, God, yeah. Um, I think I'm like uh, maybe one over, I think. Right. Are you, is that okay. is that kind of yeah. in the ballpark? You're a pretty good golfer. Is that what I'm getting? Uh, when I'm, you know, lenient with my scoring, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, but, but to be honest, I hate, I hate guys. Who's, oh, you're, no, are you, 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 well, you shoot in the eighties, nineties. Where do you shoot usually? I you uh, usually shoot mid, 
mid-70s, upper 70s. Wow, so, so you're so, very good. He's like Ty he's Webb in. from Caddyshack. He doesn't really keep score. Yeah. Then they ask him, hey, what would you shoot today, yeah. Ty? Oh, you know, Judge, I don't keep score. Yeah, it's yeah. the beauty of the game. How do you, you judge yourself? How do you measure yourself? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but I told the wife, hey, i got to be careful. I told the wife I'm out rotating, the, taking the car in, rotating the tires. Oh, she was, she's been on to you and for luckily, years. Luckily, she, she doesn't know. And I said it takes like, you know, it takes like five hours. So oh. I brought a book. And sold it and said, I'll be back. <laughs> do you need I to put the listening. phone down or, or give it to your buddy at some point to hit a shot? If you have to do so, please tell us. And we and I want I would like some play-by-play maybe. If you putting okay. the phone down and hitting a shot, I'd like to hear. I want club selection distance, and I want to know where the, okay. where the ball went. So whenever you okay, have to do just, that, let me know. We just let a twosome through. Okay. So I'll practice my play-by-play. And, guys, you'll be proud of me. I, I've been practicing my play-by-play, you know, That's for good. Mariners games in case, yeah. in case you know, somebody else goes down accidentally. It, you know, yeah. Goldie is out. You know, I just kind of work my way up, right? It, it's good, but they just released uh, the, a route, and the Mariners have announced it because the Mariners are facing a bunch of right-handed pitchers. Niner Nate is the new studio host replacing Brad Adam, who's going to go down and do, hey, pal, it's Rainier's baseball. <laughs> So, so that just that just was announced. Mariners, yeah, we got some Mariners down there, so I'll know some guys. You will, you will know if you guys. <laughs> hey, it's Guillermo. <laughs> hey, Guillermo. Hey, guy. Oh, hey, I like Guillermo. Can, can I ask a baseball question, or are we going to let you hit a golf shot and describe it for us? Yeah, whatever. No, I'm good. This guy's just teed off, so I'm good. Good. Um, I'm a little alarmed at the amount of times the M's are getting shelled. Now, look, overall, again, I think, hey, this has been a pretty good start, and I like kind of the pacer. I like their offense. But every guy in the rotation has gotten rocked at least once, and we're not even a month into the season yet. And the latest victim was our pal Sparky Leak last night, who who just got roughed up beyond belief. Uh, is, is this a concern at all to you as you look at this, the idea that the starting pitching, A, is not going deep enough? And I know we're not going to see seven and eight inning starters anymore, but we're we're not seeing guys get into the fifth inning, and then we're seeing guys fall behind five and six and seven runs in the first two innings. Is, is this a concern to you? Do you think it's a concern to service? I think it's a concern to the manager and GM. It's why they got uh, Puckett's old buddy, Rowena Elias. Oh, yesterday. I love him, Elias. You know how much yeah, I love he him. great. Oh. Yes, he is great. Uh, you know, April, I'm not worried yet. It, it is a trend that certainly is a little bit alarming. But going in, the weakness was a starting pitching. And that's why they they had eight in the bullpen, and they want to keep eight in the bullpen. That's why Heredia had to go down, is what they're telling us. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think so yet. I think that they know that they're going to need eight, nine starters, you know, hopefully not 17 like last year. But a concern starting to get there because you're right. And once you start taxing and blowing that bullpen out, then you got problems. We saw that last year. You guys just running out of gas. So it would be nice if the guys could go five, six innings regularly and not give up five or six, obviously. But, you know, that's, that's the concern going in. And so we got to keep watching that. Uh, again, whenever you have to hit a shot, you let us know. But let me ask you, when, and I and I respect the position that you are in, so I don't want to put you in a in a in a position in which uh, you, you you have to answer an uncomfortable question. But the Etro situation it, it, with guys you talk to within within the clubhouse, are they are they okay with what's going on? And and certainly, hey, listen, maybe you treat a former star player differently than you are going to treat a. A guy like Guillermo Heredia. I mean, that's sports have always been done that way, and it, it will always continue to be that way. The players in the clubhouse, you don't sense any type of, of frustration with what's going on with with that current uh, situation. 
Not yet. Uh, you know, being early, being April, I think they kind of understand um, what's happening with the roster, changing things uh, with the right-handers. You know, I kind of get all of that. But I think the guys, you know, this is a different intro, as we talked about. You know, when, when Jerry DePoto says that, that there's leadership, there's mentoring, that, that's true. I mean, it wasn't that case the first time around. But the guys really, really look up to Ichiro, and he helps Gordon. He helps the guys. Cano and Cruz love him. So I think part of the locker room, the clubhouse leader, good guy, is, is legit. Now, whether or not he can continue to play and help the team, that's that's going to be the big question going forward. But right now, I don't think there's any any bitterness over Heredia going down. And we we all know he's going to come back. Right. Um, and reaching out and, and, and getting in touch with Ichiro, because it's I want to get kind of his perspective of this and let him know kind of what's happening because, you know, he's still kind of in his own world and doesn't do any social media, so he's, he's not aware that, that this is a big deal. To him, it's not a big deal. Uh, he thinks and knows that everything – he said everything is going to work out just fine. Everything's going to be fine. Then he went out and got a couple of hits and walked mm-hmm. a couple of times for the first time this year. So he believes and he still has the confidence that he can play and should play and should be on the roster – um, I think any move with him might be a surprise to him. But like everybody else, I'm just waiting to see what the club has in store. So what you, is the plan? Do you do you get a sense from him he feels that he will be on the roster all year? Yes. You know, one I thing – I'm sorry, but one thing one thing you told us, and you kind of alluded to it here in this this last response. You told us this a few weeks ago, and because the Mariners are saying, "Hey, part of why he's around is he's been a real positive influence in the clubhouse." I think a cynic would say, "Well, now wait a minute. You got Cano, you got Cruz, you got plenty of veterans. Felix, you got plenty of veterans who can be the leaders in the clubhouse." But you you told us, and 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 based on what you're you're saying here, and 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 are there specific examples in your mind where you've seen, "Hey, this guy really is." filling that role we can debate how necessary that is but the mariners aren't making this up he actually is really important to, to what they're doing right now and that started uh the last couple of years in miami you know just talking to david phelps and d gordon guys that were teammates in miami you know i was kind of didn't know really what to expect because we haven't been around each row for a while but phelps said he's awesome in the clubhouse you know he gets he talks to the young players he helps them out D. Gordon can't say enough about him. And I was kind of taken aback with that, thinking, really? Ichiro? Helping out? But absolutely was. And he helps him in center field. Um, You see him out there during BP. He's with the outfield group, and he's talking to them and helping them out. Um, As far as batting and stuff, I don't know how much, you know, with his style being so unique. I don't know what he can offer there. But just kind of, you know, being around, kind of a voice of reason. He's talking to guys and, you know, trying to help when he can, reach out to the younger players. Um, and they, and just them seeing his work ethic and seeing him go about his business, you know, being 44, it's still amazing what he can do and how he outworks just about everybody else. You know, off days, there's no off day. Everybody else kind of enjoys it and stays home with the family. He's at Safeco. He's taking BP. He's stretching. He's working out. There's never an off day with him. I joke about that and say, hey, we're going to play some golf this, you know, Thursday off day. He's like, no, hmm. Safeco, work out. Another guy who gets so, in. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> So I think it's <laughs> kind of a different intro. And, and again, one that, um, you know, at least he still has the confidence and belief that he can help the club and, and be around. All right. Are you going to hit a ball at some point? All right, or? All right, yeah, yeah. Jim's out. Yeah, I'm going to hit the drive. I'm on uh, 
So I'll play the back nine for a 16, kind of a tight par four. Okay. What do we stretch it out to? Three, three seventy-eight, I think it is. Okay. You got the driver out. Yeah, I don't. I don't hit very far, so I'm gonna hit a driver. Okay. Hold on. You can I'll, put I'll, it. You can put the on. phone down. Gas and I will talk. It's fine. I will talk okay. about it. Well, don't talk too loud on my backswing, guys. Come oh. on. Okay. Put the phone down. You're, you're ver. <laughs> Miss it. <laughs> four. <laughs> I don't Off think... the shank it. What do you think he does? Fair middle fairway, left, left or right? Left. Oh, wow, Brad. You think, you think he's All got right, it's out there? It's already out there. Boy, you you don't really it's take much there. time. No, no, no practice. Uh, middle. I I went left. Gas went left. Um, what what did you go? Right center. Right, right center. center. Good for right you. Good boy. Good job. Yeah. Nice a nice a nice little butter cut. Or what are we doing there, Brad? Yeah, that was kind of a little butter cut. I try to get rid of that, but. It's kind of a stiff back. I can't really get through it. Don't hit it very far. Just try to hit it straight. How, how, far, do you, how far do you think you hit that? Two, 240, 250? Yeah, about 250. Yeah, nothing big. You'll take that middle nothing, of the Nothing big. 250, <laughs> nothing big. <laughs> Brad yeah, Adam. You, you know, these guys that hit over 300, and you're like, man, you make fun of me. So, well, you, you play know, with okay. other guys who hit over 300. A lot of guys? Like, you know a lot of guys that get over 300? Well, baseball players, I bet. Yeah, all the baseball guys do, yeah. So they've all gone out with you. Could too. Gas really wants a, an invitation I'm to play golf. This is, this is crazy. Gas, absolutely. No, I don't think it's going to happen. Sick. No, actually, we'll do the show from the course. Have Puckett do all the work. Yeah. Sure. No we'll way. That, that, that'll no. be a ratings grabber because everybody likes listening to other people play golf no. on the radio. That'll... I, I want to play, radio, too. Right? <laughs> Listen, Jackson has been begging to have full three hours of Sounder Stock. I, I can't think of a better day. In fact, uh, Thursday, okay. it's 76 degrees. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That I would know. be a perfect day to do it. Sure. Deal. Sure. We, we bring in I some old it, legends. It'll be perfect for you. Uh, Brad Adam joining us for his weekly visit, uh, all brought to you by John Howie Steak, when nothing but the best will do. Remember, at 1230, we're going to ask you a question. Uh, Brad gave an answer to something we'll talk about during this segment. If you have the correct answer and the first one to call, or one of the people to call, you're going to get a $50 gift card uh, to John Howie Steak. So um, the we talked about the, the starting rotation, uh, obviously the Ichiro uh, uh, situation that's been going on there. Um, in, in terms of the health of the organization right now, Ryan Healy, and that will be their next decision, Brad, they'll have to make with the roster. Ryan Healy appears to be close to returning. Yes. He, yes, he doesn't care hope, anymore. A chance. He doesn't care. No, I don't. No, I do. He's, he's drinking. How, how many no, cocktails? I'm drinking. No. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> yet, yet, yet being the yeah. operative word. That, there's your question exactly. at twelve thirty. Only on the <laughs> only on the back nine. Exactly. Yeah. No. Healy's. Uh, they hope to have him on uh, in Cleveland. Okay. If not, definitely the homestand. And then that's interesting. What happens now? I think you got to send Vogel back down yeah. because you still need you still need a fourth outfielder. Yeah. With the Ichiro is so I think Vogelback goes down. Are you okay? Did you run to your ball? Why are you so out of breath? Yeah, are, are, are you guys walking or hill, cart? Yeah. Are you guys doing? Oh, walking! Yeah, I'm running oh, uphill. Good for you. Trying to keep up with people. Yeah, it's Ladies' Day today, so they're yeah. you know I don't want to get in trouble. They're, like, they're all over me. They're hitting stuff. Like go go go! Sorry, sorry. I love sorry. Ladies' Day. There's there's members in the clubhouse right now going, okay, we let this bozo on the course. He's doing a radio show in the middle. He's not even a member. Now I understand. And really, one of the cardinal sins of playing golf is. 
talking on your phone. Yeah, this is real. We're not helping exactly. Brad any by but, keeping him. But now oh, I get why Glendale Country Club allowed him to play today because it's Ladies' Day. All these ladies, they're losing their minds that, that Brad Adam is yeah, here. The legendary Brad Adam. Oh, they oh. want to know if it's really true about the stiff shaft. I mean, they want to know. <laughs> I got a whole bag full of them. Oh, nice. Right. What a day for you. All right, we'll let you go. Uh, enjoy the rest of your round. Uh, are you currently at one over through seven holes, right? Correct. But, hey, let me just say one thing yeah. more about each row. What, if they are going to let them go, wouldn't you rather have them, you know, a final home game, a final at-bat, final kind of curtain call at Safeco? Uh, not really. Come on. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> you don't feel the subject at all. Okay. Uh, not, not at all. Well, some do, some don't. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Talk Brad. To- all right, guys. Thank you. All right, Brad Adam from Root Sports, uh, brought to you by John Howie Steak, when nothing but the best will do. Didn't matter in the game last night, but it was fun to see Zanino get a hold hey, of one. I mean, he's, boy, he he's that a long way. cranking up a little bit. It's taking him a while, as you'd expect, but it's good to see him. Hey, it's good to see him back in the in the lineup, and nice to see him connect on one. Last I know night. weather has played a factor into some of these uh, attendance issues, but yeah. mother of lord, yeah, there was the two people there. Well. Have, have, let me ask you that this. That was unbelievable. Have, you've, you've watched a little baseball. You're certainly a little Mariners baseball. Have you seen one person at a Mariners game who looks comfortable? Uh, maybe the Home day. or the, away. I mean, everybody looks like they're freezing their asses uh, off. I, maybe the day game that we went to, that was okay. Was I thought all right. people were kind of enjoying themselves. Like, yeah. last, okay, they listed 13,614 people there last night. Yeah. Do you think that was close to 13,000? I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think teams feel the need to falsify attendance. If you're going to falsify, you got to go big. I mean, if there's... Well, if there's a, just ask you if it looked like that. It didn't look like 13,000. Well, that could have been season tickets distributed yeah, that weren't used. You know, that kind of thing. But, yeah, it, it's... I mean, the weather is just... It's nasty everywhere. And it, it's amazing anyone's going out to watch baseball. Well, yeah, I'm just... It was a problem earlier in the season. But, you know, I didn't get the weather plays a factor. But, like... Like Baltimore, they got ten thousand last night in Baltimore. I believe, if I read this correctly, uh, the Reds they got nine thousand four hundred sixty-three. Um, that was the smallest crowd in nine years in Cincinnati. And I mean, well, like Cincinnati's not a good team. They're, they're horrible right now. Yeah, yeah. It, it's again, it's well, amazing. That's a baseball-rich town, right? It's amazing to me. Anybody's going out. I like baseball as much as the next guy, but it, the weather is just there. There is. You know, we've talked a lot about the Mariners and how tough their schedule's been in terms of travel. And you know who's happy about this is the Mariners. They hate having games in April. Right. They they said, look, man, let's let's, let's travel as much as we can because, again, the weather here in April normally is kind of lousy. Now, of all things, this week it would have been a beautiful week to be playing some home games. It's going to be 70 degrees tomorrow, right? Uh, 75, 80, uh, yes. 200. Oh, we'd, uh, why are we working Thursday? We're doing this wrong. We should have... <clears throat> You know, called in sick. Something happened. What do you mean? You should can, have. It's you know, in the future. It you can make something happen. We could be. We could be sick. I was on really Thursday. disappointed. There's, there's sort of something important. On I know. Thursday, that's though. what pisses what? The me draft? off. Draft? Are you well, kidding we've me? We've got to be on board for the draft. <laughs> you got it's all draft all the time. Is that right? Uh, can I give you the updated uh, 2018 NFL draft coverage plan? I may have uh, misspoke yesterday with some of the uh, some of the things untrue? that we were doing yesterday, but that's my fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Softley's back in today for Ian Furness. I thought Furness was back. But this Vegas trip, I think, takes a lot out of him. So he's missing today. Mm. Uh, and so Tony Softley is in today. And then a reminder, on Wednesday, uh, Ian's back. He's at Dino's 1-3. to three. The Miller Mullen Mock. I did it again. I'm not even going to attempt to do it anymore. Miller Mullen. No, no, I'm not going to do it anymore. It's Dave, the Mock Dave Draft. Dave Mullen and I'm Hugh Miller. Mahler, Millen, I can't draft. do it. 
Yeah. Mahler Millen mock draft. I literally cannot execute it. That's fine. It, it, it's so everybody feels your pain. Three to seven o'clock. They've got the uh, they've got the mock draft, and then what else? We got uh, Tony and Rob Rang will do their NFL draft preview show after the mock draft from seven cool. to nine o'clock at Dino's, and then day one of the NFL draft. Uh, Ian will be at the VMAC one to three. Uh, Tony Softly will join him for the last hour from two to three. And then it's the uh, 12th Man Draft Show with Softy, Hugh, and Holmgren, uh, 3 o'clock. And then Tony joins it at 4 o'clock from the VMAC. And then the 12th Man Draft Show continues from 7 to 9 o'clock with uh, myself, <laughs> Chuck, Hugh, and Tony from the VMAC. Ian's mm-hmm. doing – he's going to join us as well and also do Q13 hits as well during uh, the draft boy, coverage. Oh boy, this is going to be something. How about that? Day two, same lineup. Uh, lock and four, Mike Holmgren will join the morning show. Uh, and then Saturday, all I can say for Saturday, we'll be with you from 9 o'clock in the morning all the way through uh, the end of the draft when finally uh, John Schneider and Pete Carroll address the media probably about 5.30. And, and that we, is wall-to-wall, all-day coverage right here on 950KJR. And if I was paying attention properly, we now refer to him as Holmgren. We don't say coach or we don't say oh. Super Bowl champion or Super, legend or yeah, just, you know, yeah, just Holmgren. Just Mike. Mike was that's yeah, uh, yeah. all right all Holmgren, right Holmgren Super Bowl winning coach Mike Holmgren can you can boy you... he'll have the rings all nice and shiny Will and he? polished when we yeah, when head he... over to the VMAC yeah. and make sure to kind of like you know kind of show it off a little who's bit. got I've... a nicer ring him or Carol have we ever compared the two I've never seen Carol's ring so I have I can't Carol compare. doesn't strike me as a guy who wears his Super Bowl ring only at home with no clothes <laughs> that's disturbing but. Back to Puck and the Gas Man on your home for Seattle's best NFL draft coverage. Sports Radio 950, KJR. I'm going to play, uh, this is not your time where you can win the gift card to John Howie Steak for what uh, something that Brad Adams said. But there is a piece of audio I want to play that, that Brad said because it, I don't know, it piqued my interest, but maybe I'm the only one. But, uh, Gas mentioned something as I was leaving quickly to go uh, to go use the uh, the restroom. He goes, "I got a gambling store for you. Are you in- a story for you? Are you interested?" Well, yeah, of course. I I love gambling stories. Yeah, you know, I was wondering. Hey, I'm wondering. We'll have to ask Furnace. Is there any gambling angle at all to the NFL draft? I know you guys get, yes. but, but in Vegas, what I mean is oh. in, Ve- in Vegas, can you? Yes, can they, you? They they started it last year, and now they went they went full bore this year. You can bet on. Oh, it's. Uh, I want to. I want to make sure I'm correct. You. You can't. I think you can bet on things like how many quarterbacks will be taken in the first round. Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah sure. That'd I don't be think fun. You can do specific players to right, teams. Right. Because then they're like, well, you know, or will teams get involved and will personnel for for teams get involved in it and well, and then all of a sudden yeah. you got some pro, you know assistant pro director who's making money on who they're going to take. But I think you can take like how many. How many Alabama players will be taken mm-hmm. in the first round? Oh yeah, right. oh yeah. You you can bet on all of it, man. Yeah. It's it, awesome. It'd, it'd be awesome if you could do specifics. Like you know, some personnel guys bet ten million dollars that they're going to draft some kicker out of well, Nowheresville. And- it would be like you know, because <laughs> you can imagine the issues the league would have, right? Yeah. That the Cleveland Browns, if you could bet, the Cleveland Browns would take. Like the hot rumor today is Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. Cra- uh, cot- uh, crotch grabbing Baker Mayfield. <laughs> 
What's he do again? He crotch grabs? He, he crotch grabs and runs away from police, but he's mm-hmm. no red flags. He's a competitor, Gas. Who's the guy from Oklahoma State I love? Can I tell you softly? Mason Rudolph. I am a big Tony Softly guy because everybody is just saying the same crap warmed over 58 different ways, and I ask him a quarterback question, and he actually gives us a name that's not expected to go in the first round who he thinks will be the best guy. Yeah, Mason Rudolph is big arm. Uh, I like that. Yeah, he's he's got all kinds. When you see him play, you've seen him play. I guarantee mm-hmm. you've seen him play. That oh yeah, he seen, looks yeah. he looks the part. Yeah, yep. You know, but the knock on Big Twelve guys has always been that they just, for whatever reason, don't translate to the NFL. That well, doesn't mean that none of them are going to work out. Maybe there just right. hasn't been a good one. And of late, I mean, I, I'm trying to think. Are there some? I mean, I, I guess yeah. It's hard. It's even going back to the days of the Big Eight. Who are the yeah. great legendary quarterbacks who came out of? Maybe that? the two Oklahoma guys, you know, bucket this year. I mean, yeah. because you know Mason Rudolph when he's on looks like. He's unbelievable. And then Baker Mayfield, I mean, joke around with, with Baker all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's, he's grabbing his crotch and, you know, he's planting the, the flag in the middle of a of field and, you know, he's running away from police, but he's a competitor. <laughs> and competitors right. do that. That's competitors right. run away from the police when they're drunk. Yeah. Uh, the But the guy can play. He can ball out. Mm-hmm. And so can he translate to the NFL? Yeah, I mean, I think he can. I wonder if this I don't draft, think he's you know, worthy of a number one pick overall, like people are speculating the Browns may take him out. Well, you know, the way people are looking at this draft and the way everybody's talking about this draft, this is going to be one of the legendary quarterback drafts ever. Now, they're not always right. Sometimes they blow it. But this is, you know, there's five or six years over the years that people would circle and say, and 1983 being the one all everyone always goes to as when, oh, my God, look at the guys who were drafted in this draft quarterback specifically well if these guys you know i've seen a couple of mock drafts that have all five of these guys off the board by the ninth pick yeah because the league's driven by quarterbacks right you have to have a quarterback now the question is always are any of them any good well history will tell us right of of the five guys Mm -hmm. or the the four prominent ones who two of them are going to be good Right, two of the two of the group will right, probably right. be really good, and the other ones are probably going to be busts. Right, right. So which is the bust? Yeah, now, that this is what drafting and I'm, the Seahawks have are not in this position. And thank God, thank God they got a quarterback in the third round, which they could kind of take a flyer on. They had the insurance policy in Matt Flynn, and but they they're not going to get killed for missing on a guy taken in the third round. Mm-hmm. And I and I hope that they can always whoever takes over for Russell Wilson. They, I hope they find him in a in a middle round and that he's good because, man, when you draft a first round guy and you well we've experienced it, we've experienced it with uh, with Dan McGuire. Mm-hmm. It's it's Rick miserable. Meyer. It's m- miserable when you when you strike out and, and you miss on a first round quarterback mm-hmm. because you got to give him time to see if he's any good. And then you waste a couple of years trying to find out if he's any good. Isn't Meyer about as big a or mystery? Rick Meyer too. Isn't that, he about as big one. a mystery as anybody? The guy was the rookie of the year yeah. in the AFC. He was right. really good his first year. He was in yeah. CA. It was a good atmosphere. He loved yeah. music. He loved beer. He loved, all this. This is great. He's in a perfect place. And and I don't think there was an injury. I don't think anything happened. He just and he ended up having a twelve-year NFL career. He was, was a. He yep. had a, he had a he didn't play a lot, but he was a guy. Teams liked having him around. I was always told he's a great locker room guy, good teammate. You know, what happened? Why was he a rookie of the year and then nothing? I don't know. It's a mystery. It's why they shouldn't have. What was the Monday night game? Was it the Raiders or the Broncos game? In which they should have lost the stupid game on purpose so they could have gotten the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take the just a strapping young man out of Washington State University, Drew Bledsoe. With the number one pick, I, I don't know. I mean, I just that's why it's a it's a crapshoot. It's 
you know, one was good. Not not Bledsoe wasn't a Hall of Famer, but Bledsoe played in a Super Bowl and was a long time. He certainly had a much better career than Rick Meyer. Then it's mm-hmm. you know it's Ryan Leaf and and Peyton Manning. Right, right. You know, who if I, you believe I, if yeah. you believe Bill Polian, who was like. It was kind of a toss-up, and the one of the the things that that swayed us towards Peyton Manning was when we when Peyton came in for the interview and Ryan Leaf declined. Ryan when did Manning had a whole list of questions for them. I mean, Manning yeah. aced that interview, yeah. and Leaf is like you know just didn't give a well, darn about right, it, and, didn't care, and yeah. you know, and you know, obviously we know his whole story, and mm. and so that's why the you want to talk about red flags. That I think people really for whatever reason because I think. I'm going to say this. I'm not saying he's a. There's a lot of used car salesman to me with Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot. He tells you what you kind of want to hear. I felt I I felt that way with his Heisman acceptance speech. Mm-hmm. I felt that way when he got suspended for when he was grabbing his crotch and then he got suspended the last game senior day and, he, and his apology. I I didn't feel it was genuine. I felt like he was just kind of saying it because he had to say it. And that is, I think people talk about, I think, again, all this stuff gets overanalyzed, but quarterback is one position where if I was a player personnel guy, I'd be, we want a mature guy coming in here. I wouldn't have drafted Johnny Manziel for a million dollars. No, 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 this guy doesn't doesn't have what we need. We need somebody bland and boring who is a football geek, and he's going to be better for us than this other guy. And so we know Mayfield can play. I mean, it's clear. I mean, what he's been able to do on the on the field. But you bring up maturity, and not all these guys that you know are immature a little bit. I mean, they're twenty two years old. Everyone's right. kind of like that. But when you're talking about a guy who's leading your organization and the quarterback's the number one position on the football team, you want the guy that's kind of ner- you want Russell Wilson, right? Right. He's kind of nerdy, mm-hmm. and he's sitting in the front row, and he's not reading a book like Michael Bennett, and he's taking notes, but he's taking the same notes for seven years. Right. Right. You, you want that guy. You want you know what? I mean, look, look, great example of a guy who's like this, and I, and I love him, is Hugh Millen. Hugh had all the physical right. tools. And, but what made Hugh a great quarterback? You hear it all the time when he's on here. He is he bleeds football. He, you know, we're teasing him yesterday about who they're going to take, and he's like, I put a lot of work into this. He's not lying. He does put a lot of work. He he's to- And people know this. He is totally over the top in a good way into football. That came from his quarterback days, right? I yeah. mean, that's just, and that's what made him valuable. And that's why he had a long career in the NFL. He didn't start a lot of games. When he did start, he had okay success. He was yeah. a great backup because he absolutely, given the choice between studying more game film and, 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 I don't know, going to Vegas for 48 hours like man, you know, I mean, Hugh was always going to select, let's study some more. And film. I just think it's a, I, a little bit of a, of a cautionary tale when, when he admits that he didn't, wasn't prepared for their interview with the chargers and people, well, it's who they've got to study all these playbooks mm-hmm. and, 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 and study up on all these guys. Well, yeah, that's, this is the job. And you know, the chargers GM has taken swipes at him yesterday Someone asked him a question. Hey, asked him a question about something. He goes, "Oh, yeah, I'm not prepared to answer that right now." He basically was taking a, a dig at, at Johnny at, uh, at Baker Mayfield. I don't know. I I I don't. I think that Baker may. There's going to be multiple incidents with him when mm-hmm. he gets in the NFL. It's yeah. just my gut feeling. We'll see. Now maybe he'll be. You know, there are guys who come out like that that end up having. Sure. You know, you know the, the the you know the. 
the Ken Stablers, the yeah. Joe. I mean, we're going back a lot of years. Oh, I'm sure Brett Favre wasn't an angel. Yeah, but but Favre, I think, had some of that football nerd in him of yeah. of just wanting to study and know stuff. Hasselbeck was a great example of this. I don't I don't remember one second of watching Matt Hasselbeck at Boston College thinking, "Woo, yeah, here's a guy who's going to have a good NFL career." But you know, it's it's such a weird position because so much goes into it. You know, you think about the guys that just get it right away. I always think of the great story. I think Pete Carroll talked about this that like. The second day Russell Wilson was at the Seahawks headquarters after they drafted him, and Carroll hears some noise, and he looks in their big airplane hangar practice thing, and Wilson's running a passing drill on his own with a bunch of receivers. And I I think that's the moment Matt Flynn lost the job, was like, look at what this guy's doing here. Because you're expecting, look, a tackle or a lineman or a secondary can come in and Kind of do 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 through his first few and, and quarterback. You want leadership from second number one, and the and the great guys are able to provide the great guys. The Peyton Mannings pull out a notebook saying, "I have a list of questions for you, uh, Russell Wilson. I'm going to organize a passing." I mean, the great ones get that. Uh, Brad Adams said so. We're going to get to a comment from Brad Adam uh, when he joined us for his weekly segment on the eleven o'clock hour. We're going to play for you coming up next, and also find out what's happening. On the award-winning, the Shoreline Gazette calling it the best new show of 2018. Hey, uh, stop Sounders stealing Weekly. my bit. <laughs> now back to Puck and the Gas Man on your home for Seattle's best NFL draft coverage. Sports Radio 950, KJR. 15 minutes away from a Lunch with Listeners brought to you by the Other Coast Cafe. Just for participating with Lunch with Listeners, you tell us what you're having for lunch. You get a comment on all the things that we chatted about today and even bring up your own topics. It really is your segment. Uh, just for participating, you get a gift card to the Other Coast Cafe. Fine sandwich shop here in the Seattle area. Three great locations. Ballard, uh, Capitol Hill, uh, and Queen Anne. All right. And we're also giving you a chance for 50 bucks to John Howie Steak at 1230. Something that Brad said that we'll ask you at 1230 what his answer was. But he also said something uh, we got on the uh, the discussion of, of Etro. And both Gas and I agree. Brad is, listen, he works for the essentially for the mayor's root sports is owned by the mayor's. Right. But he does a great job of kind of, I think, navigating choppy waters well, to address a situation like this. Several weeks ago, he told us, look, Etro's different, guys. Because you know, one of the things we heard when they came north was that he's, he's more of a clubhouse guy. And anybody who would watch him said, that doesn't sound like the Ichiro I knew. And Brad was, you know, weeks before this became a controversy, he said, you know, he actually is. He's working more with young guys, and, and you're, just, you're seeing more out of him in terms of understanding that as a veteran, that's part of what you've got to do. You've got to give some of that back. He was, he was not a bad guy in the clubhouse, but he just was to himself during his first run. Here. And, a lot of, and, and something we've talked about a lot was the – Exit strategy, what would they do once people come back with each one? And we all kind of thought when they signed him, they, they probably all, they're all probably on the same page mm-hmm. of what, what's going to happen with him. But then, as we got on the subject of Ichiro, uh, Brad threw this out, and it certainly kind of piqued my interest. You know, he's still kind of in his own world and doesn't do any social media, so he's, he's not aware that, that this is a big deal. To him, it's not a big deal. Uh, he thinks and knows that everything – he said everything is going to – Work out just fine. Everything's going to be fine. Then he went out and got a couple of hits and walked mm-hmm. a couple of times for the first time this year. So he believes, and he still has the confidence that he can play and should play and should be on the roster. Um, I think any move with him might be a surprise to him. But like everybody else, I'm just waiting to see what 
the club has in store. Do you get a sense from him he feels that he will be on the roster all year? Yes. So, again, this is just Brad's speculation mm-hmm. and his impression of, 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 again, talking to Ichiro. You know, he has a good relationship with him. I mean, I've, I've seen it. He Just his impression that he gets from Ichiro is that Ichiro feels like he'll be on the roster all season long. I've, I have felt that way, although I have, by listening to DePoto and Service Talk, I don't necessarily probably think that anymore. I think mm-hmm. that probably at some point he will, will be off the roster. Uh, but, you know, this goes back to being on the same page, having an exit strategy, and if this guy doesn't f- feels like it would be a surprise to him to be released, well, you're not on the same page. Yeah, except that, you know, again, if if you're if you're a professional baseball player, Ichiro, there's no way you can do what you're trying to do if you're walking around thinking I'm going to get cut tomorrow. I'm going to get cut tomorrow. I, you know, I think that it's natural yeah. that a guy would think that. You, you know, and again, no disrespect to Brad, but I mean, if if we had Ichiro's best friend in the world, whoever his closest sure. confidant is, that answer might be a little different as opposed to, hey, I'm. I'm a big leaguer. I got to act like I belong here, and I'm gonna, I, you know, I'm not gonna walk around saying you know, every time the phone rings, turning and looking. Oh God, is it me? And, and, are they coming after me this and time? To defend Brad, he's, it's not in Ichiro's head. I mean, I this right. is just the impression that right. he gets from from Ichiro, and probably in, in talking to him. But mm-hmm. you know, maybe in Ichiro's head, he in, in Hardy knows that hey, when the time comes, that yeah, I will will likely. I would assume that he'll just retire. Would be my guess. Because I can't. He, ha- he yeah. had no offers. Right. Before Seattle. Unless, again, unless the, the one wild card factor of this is over the next week or so, if he suddenly, if what we saw Sunday in Texas is the beginning of him going on a little bit of a run to where he gets, hey, you know what, I can still play. And then the Mariners maybe say, well, we're going to keep him. He can still play. Right. Or if the Mariners say, you know, we're going to DFA him. And he goes, well, I'm still hitting the ball. I'll go ahead and take an offer from somebody if that's the case. It's yeah, it's tricky, man. It, it's it's easy for us to toss off things here and and say that it it's you know father time remains unbeaten and it's tough for athletes yeah. I think when they get to this point to to be able to walk away when you still feel in your mind you can do it a little bit and he's on record as saying he wants to play till he's fifty now I don't know if he still won that was a couple of years ago he talked about wanting to play till he was fifty uh, I, I think it I think he's a if you read the Wright Thompson ESPN magazine story on him that mm-hmm. came out before the season. He's addicted to baseball. Right, right. He has an addiction to baseball. Mm-hmm. He can't, I mean, and you heard Brad said it, and he said in the interview. On an off day, he's at Safeco Field hitting. Right. Fielding. He, he, I don't think he can give it up. So would he like to play? Yeah, I, maybe it's not in the States. Maybe he goes back to Japan and finishes his professional career in Japan. That'd be interesting. That'd that. be an interesting move if he'd do that and yeah. see, and then, and then see how the numbers translate in that direction. We're kind of fascinated with how they translate in this direction. When young Japanese stars come over here and start playing the big leagues and Ichiro was, was the first everyday guy that was able to say, look, man, you, there is no limit to you. Right. People forget the barriers. This guy broke sure. down in terms of, you know, people saying, yeah, yeah. Well, some of the pitchers are okay, but I mean, a guy ain't gonna be able but to handle I, I every guess day. Here's, here's my main issue with it. it. Let's just say, you know, Brad's right for a second. If he has the impression that he's going to be on the roster all season long, mm-hmm. then it wasn't articulated to him that when people come back, you're gone. Right, right. It mean, should have been yeah. articulated to him. It means they didn't discuss an exit. We've we've wondered, yeah. did they discuss an exit strategy? Uh, it's the obby. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, well, it's fun. Look, it's fun, man. It's part of what baseball is. Yeah. is you, you, you just, it's every day of this over-analysis. All right. Uh, Jackson has got Sounders Weekly tonight, uh, 7 to 8 o'clock. That's correct, Tonight yes. right here on 950K. The Sounders with a big victory 
uh, over the Minnesota United. United. Why don't they call them the Loons? Everybody else calls them the Loons. I know it should right? be the Minnesota FC, Loons. Sporting Minnesota. It, right. I mean, sporting's okay, but seriously, U.S. teams stop using United. Just come up with something creative, like the Sounders. It it, it is, annoys me just as much as you, and I'm a soccer fan. Remember, the MLS uh, uh, dictated to the Sounders the three nicknames were Republic, Alliance, that's right, oh, and I think Lord. FC Seattle. Yeah. And 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 the Sounders got back to him and said, "Those are yeah. all great ideas, but we're going to have because Seattle's kind of funky. Everybody likes to vote. Right. We're going to have a name the team contest. But don't worry, one of yours will win." And the Sounders write in vote, of course. So yeah. what, what's on the show tonight, there, Felty? Later? Yeah. So Pete Fewing, Seattle University head coach, head soccer coach, he'll be joining me uh, as a as the co-host here in studio tonight. Uh, Garth Logaway, as always, joins for the middle segment. A lot. You've already about. bumped Garth for Gar- Peter Fewing. Well, I bet Garth is pissed. The Fewing is getting co-host billing now. What the hell? What did Garth do? <laughs> Garth. Is not a co-host. He's a weekly guest. Seems like a co-host. Say, yeah, weekly guest week. slash co-host. All right. But Fewing, who shows up whenever he's got time, he's a co-host. Well, yeah. Wow. So we like to kind of you know revolve between the three guys who join yeah. me for pregame postgame: Wade Weber, Pete Fewing, and Danny Jackson. And and this week is Pete's week to join me here in studio as the co-host. So he's a good man. I mean, he's he's amazing. I mean, Pete's knowledge about the game. He's been you know he's uh, been in soccer what are in the, Seattle. Just you've made out your 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 thirty-five page outline for the one-hour show tonight. What are the <laughs> what are the topics? Uh, topic is. Uh, Minnesota, this win and, and what we can learn from it. It it wasn't exactly a three to one win. If if you're if you're just looking at the scores on an app and you see three to one, you're thinking, oh good, it was domination. It wasn't. Uh, Minnesota nearly equalized in the second half. It was really nerve wracking and didn't think Seattle was gonna was gonna pull out three points for a few minutes there. So we're how we can take that and, and translate it to, to LAFC is gonna be a big topic. Gonna talk to Garth about that. Uh, Garth about a few other topics, including the ongoing topic of of when they're going to replace Jordan Morris, how they're going to replace Jordan Morris, and then uh, we were getting it- tired of it. Yeah, stop with the Jordan Morris questions. Yeah, Garth's tired. Uh, of it. Yeah, yeah, ask I Garth mean, about Ichiro. Uh, <laughs> will you please? No. Yeah. Just, why not? Ask him what he thought no. about Heredia getting sent down to F S two. Ask it that just add, with a complete straight face, or ask Fewing and hey, just see what they do. Let me. I want to ask because I I threw this out to him, but he won't do it on the show anymore. Um, and maybe and I didn't know this. And then when once once it came, once I saw it, or once we talked about this a few weeks months ago, now I see it everywhere. Do you know what nutmegging is? Yes. You do? Yes. Got him. I'm the last person on this earth. Yeah, there's so a lot. nutmegging. You refuse to like soccer. No, soccer's... but it's not only soccer. It's in basketball, too. Uh, oh, yeah. No, it is. because yeah. yeah, it's I, just the a fir- general sports The first movie, yeah. place I saw it was LeBron James nutmegged an opponent. Yeah. Yeah, it's I had a, no clue. There's a lot of cool things. It's a, it's a it's a cool quirky sport. You ought to you ought to make it your goal to have Jackson teach you something one thing a week. I am not going to do that. But yeah. Why not? Why don't you want to learn about something? Because uh, I don't know. And I'm not saying you have to like I it. And say I'll learn about it. I'll, I got, I'll learn. Uh, I'm, I'm just good. You got things you got to no, do. I got bigger things. To Wait, see, yes, and that's yeah, why I got. I got to catch anymore. up on Homeland. You, you, you know I what got, this means? The, the the vampire is going to become an all state soccer. Huh? Please, and and that's what's going to happen. Oh. And Puck's going to have to suddenly, and then he's going to get a scholarship. Yep. Yeah. Full ride to Dub and Puck's head is going to explode. Have you ever seen the in the Sunday Times? They do the you can you can get little eleven year old. Alan, he needs a home. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. that's where you'll find. It. That's what the vampire. If he becomes a, <laughs> if he gets a vampire. soccer scholarship to UW, and you guys are off the hook paying for his education, don't let, even. You, let me let me think about it. Let me answer. Let me answer wow. it after the headlines. Lunch with listeners brought to you by the Other Coast Cafe. Coming up next.